This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Now, please welcome your host, Nick Hancock. Wet and windy Wednesday, and I hope you're okay today as Storm Christoph is here. Welcome to the Your Harrogate Podcast, sponsored by Hacks with me, Nick Hancock. So the weather forecast and all the latest on what's going on with the heavy rain and the strong winds and all that stuff is all on our website for you, yourharrogate.co.uk and we'll have all the latest for you throughout the day and on our socials, Facebook, Insta and Twitter as well. Actually, I've got to say one of the nice things about doing homeschooling on lockdown is that you get out of bed and you haven't got to be anywhere and and you don't have to worry about what the weather's doing if you are out and about today then obviously we'll be with you with all the info and all that kind of stuff you need and we've got some great stuff on our podcast for you today because we're talking about the world of work and how lockdown is affecting things at work we've got two lovely people Nancy and Marie who run Doodle HR which is based at Princess Square in Harrogate and we've got stuff in here for health and well-being we're talking about some tax stuff did you know you can actually get in touch with HMRC if you're working from home and it'll alter your tax because you've got costs you know like keeping the heating on for example and and what about all the food that we're going through uh, while we're all at home at the moment as well so you're going to find out about that we're talking a bit about redundancy and a bit about the kickstart program which is for young people which Harrogate Borough Council are supporting so you're going to hear all about that in a minute or two if you missed yesterday's podcast we launched a competition for pets lockdown pets furry lockdown legends with our good friends at rabbit hill country store so you can listen to sharon and Gemma talking about the new competition on yesterday's podcast and back to monday we had homeschooling tips with simon from pobble and one which a lot of people have been in touch with me about was this idea that if you're really busy working during the week why not switch the school days and actually do school on a Saturday and Sunday, therefore you can let the kids watch TV and chill out a bit and play games and stuff on a Monday and Tuesday. For example, it might work for you, it might not, but it's all on Monday's podcast. But back to today, and it's time to talk everything HR with Nancy and Marie from Doodle HR. Very good morning and welcome to Nancy and Marie from Doodle HR. Nancy, where are you speaking to us from? speaking to you from my dining room sorry your little office well it looks lovely I can see there's table football in the background so we'll we'll come on to that um, and Marie you're at home as well I am I'm in I'm in the spare room at the moment I tend to move around different rooms to get different views depending on the day really <laughs> well that's a good idea so so you guys are based at Princess Square in Harrogate but just tell us first of all Marie how the lockdown has affected what what you guys do because it's very much people based isn't it what you guys do yeah, I, I think it's been a challenge for everybody, really, but mostly I think it's kind of that human interaction we've been missing, whether it's me and Nancy not being able to kind of chat as we normally would, um, or it's it's helping people on a kind of more human basis. So I think it's just this barrier that you have with a screen in front of you. And, and I think sometimes you, I think we're all social animals, aren't we? So we all kind of really need to be with people and I think that's the kind of thing I've I've noticed and I've noticed it from you know whether it's my children at homeschooling missing their friends 
the me and Nancy missing each other or us not being able to kind of feel how our, our clients are, are doing at the moment. So it, yeah, it's difficult, but then we're very lucky that we have this. If this happened, sort of, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, we'd have just been on a, a landline phone probably and how would we have coped then so you know there are there are positives in that respect and Nancy how do you find with your clients because obviously you look after lots of clients from not only Harrogate but from all over the place and dealing with lots of people how do you find people personally are, are dealing with the, the the lack of you know actual contact with people when they're going through changes at work um, I think there is a bit of a difference in that there's, there's not the personality there. You can't really get the feeling of how things are working. Um, we was doing a training course and it was very difficult to gauge the room and, and get some interaction going. There is, as Marie said, a barrier, but people are coping. And we've got quite a few clients that's actually doing quite well, which we're pleased for them. So it's positive. You know, we've just got to learn to live with it. Yeah, absolutely, and and yeah, there are there are lots of businesses who are who are actually thriving because of because of different different situations, and and that's obviously obviously great news, and probably not something that we're necessarily hearing loads about in the national news, but that's great to hear. We're going to talk about a few different issues to do with the world of work, including redundancy, and we're going to talk about tax benefits, and we're going to talk a bit about health and well-being and how important that is for people working and, and for people who are employers as well. But first of all, can you tell us a bit, Marie, about the Kickstart programme and what that means? I think I'm probably going to have to hand over to Nancy. She's she's the guru on this one. Um, I'll take the health and well-being when you ask that question, but I'll give that one to Nancy. <laughs> well, there you go. Right. Well, that was a seamless segue, wasn't it? Nancy, <laughs> could you tell us about the Kickstart programme? Because a lot of a lot of companies are, are logging onto these kind of things, aren't they now? Yes, we've got, um, it, it is a fantastic scheme. It's taken quite a while to get set up though, um, going, especially in Harrogate, we have Harrogate Council that's helping businesses to join the Kickstart scheme. And it's aimed at people between 16 and 24 to keep them out of long-term employment. It's based for six months and you can get uh, up to 25 hours worth of work a week from someone and it's funded by the government and it's paid at national minimum wage doesn't mean you can't pay any more but the government are giving you the national minimum wage and they're also giving you up to 1500 pounds as well to get that person in get them started and it's positive because you have to give them the training as well so it's, it's not just to get someone in and get them to just do the filing <laughs> it's a very positive scheme of trying to get some proper work and a proper experience for people. And I hadn't heard about this until you told me about it. So it's probably it's probably not particularly well publicised then, is that fair to say? I think in amongst all of the negativity, it's not being shouted about as much as it can be. And there are, we have clients that are at that stage where they don't know if they want to grow mm -hmm. and they're too scared to take on someone more permanent. And this is a fantastic way for them to dip their toe in the water because at the end of the six months you can continue their contract and it's it is a positive thing to to have some growth for the economy as well but people just aren't aware of it and what what it means and it looks quite a, a cumbersome kind of process to go through but that's why harrogate council are helping you 
Well, that's very good. Well, thank you for that, first of all. So, Marie, let's move on to health and well-being. And this is this is obviously there's a responsibility, isn't there, on on employers, but also it's so important for individuals as well. Yeah, definitely. And I and I think you know some employers are doing it excellently and probably did have schemes in operation prior to any kind of COVID situation. But I think if you flip it and 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 I look at the clients that we have, um, you know, the people that we know that work for different organizations, I think there has been a focus on how can we help people? How can we get or make this slightly easier at home? What do they need? What what access and what support can we provide them? Um, a lot of it is, you know, we, we talk a lot about mental health and, you know, how people are probably struggling with that, but equally well-being in that kind of how do I, you know, what is my escape? You'll never find me running around and doing, you know, exercise. That's not my escape. I love music and cooking. So well-being is about how do you find those extra elements in your day to yourself up and make yourself feel better and I think businesses are doing a really good job at the moment of highlighting these elements to people and maybe it's a newsletter once a week or it's showing people what's for free on you know that there's a lot of free stuff out there that you can utilize if you go and do a google search on things there's a lot of things out there that can utilize I think my my hope is that um this doesn't stop once kind of normality comes back um, because I, I feel that people will have a delayed reaction to COVID. It might not be happening now because you, you're head down, you're homeschooling, you're trying to keep your job going, you know, you've got a lot of balls to keep in the air but once we're kind of back to that normal life that we're all hoping will return, I think there'll be a delayed reaction and I hope that well-being kind of continues and, and, and is something that a business will continue to support because it'll be important in the future as well it's going to be quite a big readjustment isn't there to to and it's going to be gradual isn't it as well that the readjustment to to what what we call normality <laughs> and, and we're all we're all probably going to have different needs and going to go at different speed on that aren't we Definitely. And I think what's connected to health and well-being very tightly is, is flexible working. So um, yeah, I think years gone by, people were always a bit dubious of those who worked from home. You know, are you really doing it? I can't actually physically see you, you know, or, or gauge what you're up to. Um, but I think now what, what this has highlighted is that, yes, people can work from home. And yes, can, you know, flexibility in a, in a job is more than achievable. And again, I think kind of linked to well-being is if people can find that balance going forward where they may have a bit of home life, you know, work life and, and get those separations and continue with that flexibility. Um, there's a lot of talk around offices changing into things like collaboration spaces. So they're still needed, but the, rather than it be a traditional sit by a desk, head down, do your work, it's more about coming in, you know, speaking with your colleagues, making sure that you're all kind of working together, but then maybe you'll go home and work from home to get these actions done. So I think there's, there's a lot of kind of connections to that as well. And hopefully people have learned a little bit that flexibility is doable in, in a workplace now as well. And can I just I saw on I think it was I think it was the boss of Channel Four has has said because everybody's working remotely has said um, no meetings to be scheduled on Zoom between half past twelve and two o'clock every day. You know to guarantee that people get that break in the working day and whether that's for a walk or to make a nice lunch or whatever. So it isn't this relentless. 
thing. And, and I, I think the, the email he'd sent out to his, his staff, his team got, got shared around a bit. I, I saw it in the paper at the weekend. Um, but I thought that that's one sort of practical thing, isn't it? That, that workplaces can do to actually help people find a bit of space um, so that, so that you're not completely attached to the laptop, you know, from nine till five, and then you know, and then the days the days gone, or you're or you're carrying on working into the evening or whatever. So I thought that was really good. It's so interesting talking about how the different changes that are being forced on people at work and working from home are then are then impacting lives and things and and tax benefits, which isn't my area of expertise, but you guys can help me with this, can't you? There are there are certain things again that we can be aware of. You know, for example, you might not be using a company car. Or you you might not need a company car in the future as a as a as a benefit of work. Yes, we've we've been looking at this. There's um, we do a newsletter, and we we worked with in collaboration with another accountant in Harrogate, and they were saying that there's um certain tax benefits that you can claim for having your heating on. With all the snow and everything, we've had the heating on, and do you think that's an extra cost to you? Whereas there's certain tax breaks that you can get with that. Um, do you really need your company car now? I mean, that will totally help your tax. And it also helps the business as well. But there's, there's other things too. Sorry, Marie. I was going to say, I mean, there's things where you can contact HMRC and say that you are now working from home and it's a very small tax benefit, but they can then register you as working from home. So there's an element that will, will change your, your tax code slightly that you will then be able to affect your tax you're paying on your salary. Um, but we've got a lot of friends that have done it just off their own back. You don't, you know, you don't need an accountant for things like that. If you contact HMRC, then you can do it yourself. And there's a lot of things out there that if you just did a little bit of a search, there might be added benefits. And I do think, as Nancy mentioned about company cars and expenses and things like that, um, you know, this situation will, people will reassess what the actual needs are of, of their employees, because maybe from now on you will be permanently home-based, who knows? And therefore the kind of travel element isn't gonna happen. And they can start looking and tailoring, um, I suppose, packages for their employees that are more suitable to how they're gonna work going forward. And when we talk about you know some of the changes that are that are going on, and these and these do go on all the time, but obviously in a in a situation like now it's heightened. Um, Nancy, you you're always looking after people who are who are going through the redundancy process, aren't you? In and from all sides of it, and and it's not necessarily it's not necessarily something that needs to be feared, is it? There are lots of there are lots of positives that you see to it. Yes, um, last week we was working with a client and the person we was uh, going through the redundancy process with, we actually worked with him because he's actually wanting to go live in South America and <laughs> set up his own business. So we was looking at what can we do uh, and working with our clients to make the redundancy happen a bit quicker. What does he need help with for moving to South America? It was it was really actually quite fun. It was a really positive story. And when you speak to a few people who have been made redundant, they actually do say that it's given them the chance to review and reflect. And they're going off to do something that they've probably always wanted to do, but never had the courage. And that's how yeah. we set up Doodle. 
I think it does link, I'm linking everything back to health and well-being, but I think how you approach these kind of life changes as well, I think it's important at the moment to kind of try and see the positives and, and, and don't get us wrong, you know, there will be people that, you know, have gone through a redundancy and it, and it isn't a, a happy experience, you know, it's come at the wrong time and it's caused a lot of pain and uncertainty for them. For those people that are, are going through it and are thinking of it in the way that this might be the change I needed to either follow a life passion or look at the career that I did originally want to have but kind of got pigeonholed in a in a role and you just don't change you know because you know life happens around you and you just kind of carry on don't you so there are always positives to redundancies it's it's obviously individually based and you've got to look at it from your own perspective but I think if you can kind of see it as an opportunity to maybe you know look for something new or do something new then then that's that can only be a good thing what are the, what are the most important steps to it to it being a good process what are the really important things that companies have to do to make it actually a, a good fair process for those going through it one thing that we always say to our clients is take the time at the beginning because often they're in a rush to get to the end take the time at the beginning and look out why you're going to do it who's in the pool get all of your as we say ducks in a row make sure that everything is set up that the process can run smoothly and then information speak to the people communications free and people underestimate how much and how much it's needed within a process like this so being open communicating and having a very good strong process that you set out from the beginning and pretty much you don't go too far wrong then yeah I, th I think it is around kind of that that prep work that you do that why are you making this decision and, and sometimes you know you've got no choice as a business it's the only you know it's the only uh, situation you find yourself in and it's an unfortunate one and you do have to go through that process but are there alternatives as well um when we speak to clients you know is there anything else is there part-time working and, and, and the individual may not want that or you know may not be interested but are there other alternatives to you know redundancy and and really a lot of businesses should hopefully try and do all of that prep work beforehand and I think if you've done that and then you can answer any questions that somebody has about why is this happening and you know why me which is always a, a question that people ask you know you've got the answers um, in advance because you've you've looked at every alternative I could talk to you guys all day to be honest it's um I, I think I think I mean I think to say we're in three separate houses with homeschool going on <laughs> Nancy's got a dog that keeps walking <laughs> I uh, I actually think we've done very well there to be honest I think I think that was I think that was really good it's it's um really really interesting to talk about all this stuff and the thing I like about you guys is is you're not corporate you know you you're complete you're people people and that's and that's sort of what what HR has to be about really to be honest it, you know in, in in my experience it's um it's you you guys really understand that it's it's people who are affected by all this stuff um and I'm sure and I'm sure that you guys are working harder than ever with everything that's going on for all your clients and things around Harrogate and all over the place as well at the moment so I'm sure you've got lots on yes <laughs> And it's spread across as well, so it's not just Harrogate. Marie's doing quite a lot in York with Zoom and Teams, and I have Whitby, and it's just, yeah, it doesn't stop. 
No, and I, and I, th I think, you know, it, it is challenging at the moment. And you're right, you know, a lot of HR things are about the people. Don't get me wrong, you know, when, when we speak to, to, to the clients that we support, we totally understand that they have to do things for their business that aren't comfortable and it's difficult. And but and it's how you balance those two things, it's how you help a business do the right things for them to be able to survive, which, let's be honest, is, is what needs to happen for a lot of businesses at the moment. How can we survive and make sure we're here in the future? Versus how can we try and support and help the people that, we're, that have been with us, you know, and, and our valued employees, you know, is how do you get that balance? Um, and, you know, difficult decisions have to be made and it's a difficult time for everybody. And, it, and I think what we, me and Nancy try and do is, like you say, give a bit of a human element, but also understand that, you know, things have to change because you can't, you can't stay still at the moment and you have to reassess and look at what, what needs to happen in order to hopefully have some sort of light at the end of this yeah. COVID yeah. tunnel that we're all in. Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for making the time to talk to us today. And obviously, if anybody wants to find out more about anything we've talked about, the Doodle HR website and social medias will be the first place to go. So thank you to Nancy and Marie from Doodle HR joining us on Zoom today. Tomorrow, who have we got tomorrow? Oh, I think we might just have Sharon Canavar from Harrogate International Festivals talking culture, both highbrow and lowbrow, because that's what we like. Don't forget, you can have the very latest local information on Storm Christoph at yourharrogate.co.uk on our website today. Do take care, have a good day and stay safe. I'll catch up with you tomorrow.